From the boardroom to the metaverse, this is the Meta Business Podcast. I, Paul Dewalibi, the master of the metaverse, will lead you through the biggest business stories in the metaverse. Join us as we break down the news and trends from a C-suite lens, bringing you insights, analysis, and discussion that you can't find anywhere else every single week. Welcome to Meta Business. Welcome to episode number one of the Meta Business Podcast. Uh, I'm joined today, guys, by my friend, my co-host, the one and only, the truly one and only, Jeff the Juice Cohen. Jeff, how's it going? Are you not excited about this brand new podcast, Meta Business? I am super excited, you know, to officially call myself a podcast host now. You know, I've been doing, (laughs) for those of you who are fans of the show, I've been doing the live stream for... I think over a year now, but that's, you know, not officially a podcast. And uh, so that's exciting. And, you know, we're filming this actually the day before Thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll get to brag to all my family and friends tomorrow about how I'm, I'm officially a podcaster. So I don't know whether that's a positive or negative, but it's a, it's a, it's a lifetime milestone. So it's big. (laughs) You are officially a podcaster. I will say uh, for those listening, for those watching, this is definitely what I would call a sister podcast to the business of esports. Uh, we are expanding into whole, a whole bunch of other metaverse content. Um, so this will be a podcast really focused on the business side of the metaverse in the way that Business of Esports was really focused and will continue to be focused on the business side of gaming and esports. And as for those who saw the press release we put out last week, uh, you know, we have a Meta Woman podcast that's coming out literally in a few days uh, that will be focused on women uh, and, uh, you know, female executives operating in the metaverse world, uh, helping to build the metaverse on in one way or another. So a whole bunch of metaverse content coming your way, but this one specifically focused on the business side of the metaverse. And I will say, um, Jeff, we've got a busy first episode. There's like a bunch of stories already to talk about. Um, I suggest we just jump into it here because there is a ton. And I think Absolutely. Uh, do you want to do introduc- introductions first or, or everyone just knows us so well at this point? I don't know if you wanted to, you know, to <laughs> I think if anyone wants to get one. to know us, they can go watch the business of esports. There's, you know, about 250 episodes there of content <laughs> that they can go back and watch or listen to. That um, works for me. I mean, it's been a, it is a juicy week. Certainly. Uh, I think we're, we're hitting almost peak metaverse cycle. Hopefully uh, this podcast launching doesn't mark the the top of the metaverse. So. We'll but Jeff, I think it is worthwhile, just sort of the two minutes on you, just your background, why yeah, people yeah. should be listening to you talking about the metaverse with me. So so I've been on kind of the business finance side of gaming for about four years now, initially uh, as an analyst at a sell-side investment bank called Stevens Inc., where I covered all the um, all the Western publishers like Take-Two, EA, Activision, also the mobile publishers, as well as uh, small cap esports companies and online gambling, which sort of leads me to where I am now, which uh, is an executive at a a publicly traded company called Esports Entertainment Group. I run um, investor relations and strategy there, where an esports betting and esports entertainment company. um, I also serve on the advisory board of a company called Motorsports Games, which is a, a publisher. Jeff, I think most importantly, as the juice, again, for those who maybe are new to our content, um, you are responsible for some of the best takes uh, maybe ever uh, on our on our on our show. So um, I'm hoping there's going to be more of that here on Meta Business. Uh, I guess 
everyone hopefully uh, knows me who's listening right now, but I am the prophet of esports, the master of the metaverse, uh, host of the Business of Esports podcast for a few years now, and the live stream, and uh, you know have a, a very long history, 20, 25 years of either building companies or investing in companies on one side of the entrepreneurial slash VC table or the other, and um, have been focused the last few years exclusively on gaming in the metaverse. I wrote a manifesto um, three, four years ago now, where my thesis fundamentally is that meta the metaverse, the metaverse, capital M, uh, its arrival will essentially change society as we know it, how we have fun, how we play, how we work in all aspects of sort of life. And I think it's fascinating to sort of look at it as it's evolving from a business standpoint, because I think it's there's a lot of news out there. There's a lot out there. There's no one really bringing insight to the space. And Jeff, that's what I hope you and I are going to do here. Excited to get going. All right, let's jump into it. Let's get into some content here. And I think the first story is is from um, essentially <laughs> what it is, is a, a list of executives that CNBC compiled here that we're talking about the metaverse on their Q3 earnings calls. And so um, I'm going to bring this, this up. There's not, you know, there's not much to see here. And if you're listening, obviously you're not seeing anything, but um, they went through the list of companies that talked about the metaverse on their Q3 earnings calls. And I just want to recap some of them and get your thoughts here, Jeff. So Roblox, when, when talking about the metaverse called it the human co-experience, that's um, like literally just life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, they he defined it. This is uh, the you know uh, the an executive at Roblox as a place where technology combines high fidelity communication with a new way to tell stories, borrowing from mobile gaming and the entertainment industry. He says it's predicated on eight fundamentals, identity, social, immersive, low friction, variety, anywhere, economy, and civility. Do you like this definition? Well, there's, I mean, a lot of words and a lot to take in there. I think the, the last piece is probably the most, the most interesting. I mean, for me, the, the important parts of, of, can you actually just pull that back up, Paul? Yeah. The important parts of the metaverse, you know, are really social. The fact that you have a social presence there, um, you know, it's it's a it's a digital space that you go and you're you're hanging out with friends. You're social. You have a sh your own identity within the metaverse, um, as well as economy. I think that's important. Uh, some of the other words that he throws in there, I'm not super sure about, like low friction, variety. I don't think those are civility. I understand why he's saying that, but I don't think that's like a, re a requisite for the metaverse. Um, but the ones that I think are important to me are social economy and then obviously virtual. Yeah. I mean, variety, I think makes a lot of sense in the context of Roblox, right? Cause that's sure. a big part of their platform where anyone can go and build stuff in their metaverse and their sandbox. Um, I, you know, I really liked this definition though. Like I, I like the way Roblox of all the ones here, I think it's definitely one of the better ones. I'm going to go through some of the others. Yeah. Um, but I think Roblox, I it's would argue before and, and, we, before we move on, I just say, it's funny how you, you see each one sort of defines it in a way that's best suited for them. So I think yeah. the fact that you're pointing out the variety piece, it's like, well, clearly if you're a user generated content platform that has a 
you know, it's a metaverse with various different games within it. Clearly, Roblox is going to want to define it one way versus a, you know, Facebook or now whatever they're called, meta, meta platforms is going to define it differently. So I do think that that's something to note here. True. It's a good point. I just think also, but, you know, objectively, I think Roblox is getting it more right than anyone else. I think is further along than anyone else in terms of sort of metaverse thinking, in terms of building what, what we call sort of the metaverse um, I, I just, I think they're pretty spot on here, right? David's comment here, other than a, a bit of the, you know, the marketing spin around human co-experience, which, okay, you know, I was, I, I want to throw out the fact that I think Epic is ahead of, of Roblox in this area, but I think it might be too early in the show for us to get going about <laughs> yeah. that. Cause that, we could do our own whole 10 episode podcast about Epic versus uh, Roblox. So we'll save that one for later. <laughs> save that one for a slower week. Yeah. Uh, um, so Warner music group CEO, Stephen Cooper said it's already here. Um, that that's basically was his comment that, uh, you know, he says, I think within these large scale metaverses, Fortnite, Roblox and others that we will begin to see an opportunity where providing content and distribution converges. And, you know, this is an opportunity for Warner. So do you I mean, buy this gets the a it's bit, already here argument? I sort of do. And I think this is going to be a recurring theme that maybe we'll, we'll talk about and we might disagree. I, I suspect on is, is kind of this concept of, a metaverse versus the metaverse, like the metaverse that we all, the purest form where we sort of plug into this holodeck and into VR and we're living there 24 seven. Obviously that has not happened yet. Um, But if we think about sort of the light version of what, or definition of what a metaverse is in terms of, it's a shared social space that we go interact with friends. There's an economy, there's persistence and there's, I guess, uh, you know, digital currency and stuff like that and, and, and items that are being bought and sold. I think that that does exist in, in many different games in, in some form or fashion. So to an extent, if that's your definition of what a metaverse is, I, I think we, we do have versions of them currently. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I, 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 I categorize this as sort of typical music company being a little behind the eight ball, right? Like music's never the cutting edge of anything tech wise, right? They're always a a follower in some way to say it's already here is maybe overstating a little too much. I buy your point around the metaverse versus a metaverse, but fundamentally a metaverse doesn't to me, doesn't really count, right? It's like it gets a participation trophy, but that's about it. Like, the metaverse is what matters here. And I think what everyone's talking about and excited about and working towards, I don't know if a metaverse gets anyone really that excited or, or the idea of 500 different ones. So I think you're probably right, but I guess we have to be a little careful as investors in the space. Cause I just don't think we're even close to this, the metaverse. I mean, you know, I, I don't see that being a five year kind of like, that's probably a 10, 15, 20 year kind of thing to get to the pure version of, the metaverse. I mean, you'd be surprised. Like fundamentally, what it, we're talking about a set of standards, a set of, like some common set of infrastructure and things like that that other people can build around, right? Like once once people agreed on on the protocols for the internet, like IP and you know TCP/IP and HTML for web pages, and like once people sort of agreed on the set of standards, 
how things evolve can happen pretty quickly. Um, you know, you know, it's interesting you say that because the next one that I want to bring up here is Vonage Holdings, which is a cloud communications company. And, you know, uh, the CEO, Rory Reed says, it's not here yet. I think it's the next five, seven, 10 years. Well, it doesn't make me feel great that I had the same take as Vonage. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly the cutting edge, uh, you know, thinkers that I'm looking to emulate myself after. But I, I do think in this sense, he's right in, in the, the purest form. In the metaverse sense, yeah. yeah. What do you feel about Billy Billy, CEO, who said it's too late to get in? And, and I'll just read some of the comment here, <laughs> which said, metaverse is a concept, it's not a product. And before this concept emerges, actually many of the elements associated with metaverse already exist, whether it's VR, tight social community or social system or self-reinforcing ecosystem, it's already existed and there's lots of companies already developing product on those concepts, Facebook, Tencent, Billy Billy, et cetera. So in, in his mind, all the players are already set. All the components already exist. Um, and this is a concept. It's not an actual product. Do you buy this too late to get in argument? It's interesting. I mean, the, I think the, you know, CNBC, that, that's their words. They're too late yeah. to get in. Uh, yeah. I do like their... <laughs> They're kind of humorous characterizations, all these quotes. I think the quote was a lot more nuanced than, you know, I laugh when you read that it's too late to get in. But it, I think a lot of what is nuanced was made sense. Uh, particularly right now, I do think the metaverse is a concept rather than a product. Like even, even Facebook, they did all that song and dance about creating the metaverse. But I know we talked about, maybe it was in the context of Facebook, and actually it might have been in the context of Microsoft now that I think about it. But on a recent live stream, we talked about how Microsoft or someone had made such a big deal about announcing a metaverse shift, or, but they didn't actually announce a product. They just were like, Hey, we're pretty into this metaverse thing. We're going to like get into it, but they didn't actually say what the product would be. And I'm not yeah. even sure Facebook has really laid out a great vision about what the actual product will be. So you, 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 you agree, I agree with, with that Billy I agree with this statement, but I don't agree that it's too late. I think that's a, a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm now, with you I, I, let me, and he didn't, and you're, me, you're, you're spot on that. He didn't yeah. say it's too late, right? Yeah. There was nowhere in that quote. This was CNBC yeah. sort of extrapolating. And I think it was now, an incorrect extrapolation. The one thing I want to ask you, cause I, I do have an opinion on this and it's a little bit kind of similar to when people would talk about cloud gaming, like who could possibly win or do cloud gaming. I kind of think about the metaverse similarly, like there, there will be a lot of different winners within the metaverse, like different tools, companies, and people set, you know, selling things within the metaverse and different players in the ecosystem. But in terms of who can actually create the metaverse, I, I actually think it's probably the same five or six giants that can really do kind of cloud infrastructure and, and kind of everything that we're talking about with cloud gaming. Like, I don't know that a company, a startup is going to run the metaverse. I just don't think they'll have the capital, the infrastructure, and sort of the, the brain power to do it. But I'm curious what, what you think. If we talk about the metaverse. Yes. Yeah. Again, I think I come back to always my point of the, the end game is not Google built something or Facebook built something, right? It's all of these companies, all of the players agreed on some set of standards, some set of core technologies so that everyone can plug in and create, right? Like fundamentally, I believe Facebook, Microsoft, Google, all these players will have huge presences in the metaverse, 
but not the, if any single one of them creates it, we've missed the point. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense, but it's like, again, it has to be, it has to be more like how the internet, what we call the internet today came about, not so much a product from one company. I and think in that, that sense, everyone fair. can be a winner. It's a bold statement. Everyone, everyone. especially um, coming from you. Look, ten, uh, the, on, ten, on Tencent and uh, Dolby, both of them they categorize as it's vague. Tencent C president said, on Metaverse, I think this is actually sort of a very exciting but a little bit vague concept. I think we should make that the tagline of the podcast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we are going to make it less vague. You are going to get real insight here. <laughs> and Dolby Laboratory CEO said, I think the metaverse, I guess, can take many forms, but ultimately it is an audiovisual experience, which if you're Dolby. <laughs> I mean, that's like a- what someone says on an earnings call when like they vaguely have heard the word metaverse and some investor asked. It's like, well, it's. <laughs> It's pretty interesting. It's going to be a thing. I think you'll use your eyes and you'll have senses and it'll be there. We're looking at it, but we're not sure yet. (laughs) Okay, great answer. Um, uh, NetEase NetEase is head of investor relations. I I really liked her comment. She says, whatever it is, NetEase will be a fast runner. So no position on... on, on where they stand in this, but, but clearly they're going to be a dominant player here. Um, I mean, I think I, I respect that from a, from one fellow IR professional to another, it's, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know we're going to be <laughs> heavily involved. Like go us. Isn't that the worst comment here though? <laughs> it's not like, the most insightful, but how hard is it, it if you know you're going to be on these calls and you know, this is going to come up given all the hype in the space, how hard is it to develop some semblance of a strategy and communicate it a little like a little more clearly rather than well we don't know what it is but it's coming and we're going to be a part of it um, not 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 the best one i thought um coinbase co-founder and ceo said and they cnbc categorized this as it has something to do with crypto <laughs> um so coinbase's co-founder and ceo said i think with the tens of millions of americans out there that are now using this asset class for all kinds of things, not just financial services and unique payments and things like that, but also art and new forms of governance and identity in the metaverse. And it's just so exciting that the millions of young people, the talented young people all over the U.S. are coming into this field. I, I think I mean, his comment was clearly more about about crypto and their yeah. company versus the metaverse, but I do I love uh, CNBC's characterization. I think it's probably... He's probably right. I don't think it's a requirement. Like I don't think the meta, you, you don't need crypto to have the metaverse. But if you think about the metaverse being this digital world that sort of, pro- and this could again be a whole other topic series we could dive into, but like, what is the role of government in the metaverse? Will metaverses have their own government? Will it be you know governed by the sovereign territory that your physical body's in rather than you know your digital, your digital mind state? Um, given that nature of, of the people who are probably early adopters of the metaverse might be um, sort of anti-government or I don't want to say anti-government, but, but more in this decentralized economy, it does make sense that crypto would probably be the dominant form of payment. No question. It's just, it's again, it's kind of a fun, it's fun to see how, you know, 
there's there's not a clear view on metaverse here in his comment, right? It's not like they're saying this is what we're going to do. Here's who we're partnering with. Here's right. It's it's thrown in at the end of a sentence where crypto may exist, right? Yeah. And and it's interesting to to see that the CEO of arguably the, one of the largest crypto companies in the world today, right? Coinbase, the probably the biggest exchange, I think. Um, metaverse is not top of mind, right? They just see a lot of opportunity elsewhere. They're obviously bullish on their crypto business. And it's, to me, this felt a little bit like it's a, it's a side note. It's, it's like, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the main, it's not the main entree here. It's an appetizer for them or it's some part of the meal. Um, same thing here with uh, Hasbro, CEO of Hasbro, uh, Hasbro's Wizards of the Coast, sorry, who said it's the digitized game of life. Says, I think the metaverse is shorthand for entertainment is digitizing and entertainment is the game of life. Game of life being like their board game, Hasbro's board game. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that seems maybe a little fishbowl kind of viewpoint. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, Bumble's president said it's something where Bumble will be. That was CNBC's characterization. And more to Nettie's. Uh, they wrote on the metaverse piece, we're really ta- taking a Web3 lens on this in particular. By the way, that's another. That's got to be one that... of the most ridiculous buzzers. We're taking a Web3 <laughs> lens on this. Like, what does that mean? Please, I, I don't even literally don't know what that means. <laughs> I'd like to know, but I don't. <laughs> Meaning we are, I'm sure somebody will build a more virtual experience and we will happily engage and be there when they do that with avatars, etc. But what we really think is really interesting in the near term is the application of blockchain and crypto in general to the experience that our communities have. Fundamentally, we are not just an ecosystem, but a community of people. This is true on Bumble and Badu, but it is particularly true as we think, as we think about the kind of reimagine Bumble BFF. Look, that's buzzword soup. Sometimes I don't know I what Bumble that. has to do with blockchain and crypto, to be very honest. Right, yeah. I can see them the metaverse making a lot more sense for Bumble than blockchain, besides the fact that maybe like a lot of people who are blockchain enthusiasts want to like hook up and, and they have similar yeah. interests. But like other sure. than that, I literally can't think of anything that... It, it, sometimes I wish some of these executives would be like, well, look, we're a dating app. Like we, we don't really have a metaverse play at this time. Like why would we? Like but our Bumble thing should. is like having people meet in person. And like, you know, get married or whatever. Yeah, but there's a direct metaverse corollary right to their business. Your avatars can date, can meet, right? Like, yes. If they, they got fair, that if part they're going right. to have a strategy, have a strategy where it's like, okay, we're going to create a something on Roblox where like you can meet in Roblox, you know, it's sure. like a Roblox experience where speed dating you've ma- experience you've matched or- and then you get like transported to some beautiful, you know, yeah. beach and you get to like have a conversation at the beach, you know, like at the bar yeah. or whatever. Like, okay, that's a strategy. Like just being like, well, it's going to be crypto and, and others <laughs> NFTs. And like, that's just buzzwords that you've thrown out there and haven't actually thought about it. So if that's the case, just, I don't know. I would rather you, you know, an executive say like, look, we understand this is a big theme, but it's also not our core business currently. And it's still emerging. So we're going to look into it. And we'll, when we have a strategy, we'll communicate that to our investors. It just seems like such a better answer than kind of what these people are doing. Agreed. Although Bumble to me is one that should have had it like you, like you outlined Fair. a perfect one where it's like such a great opportunity to talk that up. Right. And to Fair. do even a basic activation. That's not 
you know, capital M metaverse, but on an existing platform. And and to give Bumble, I guess, a little bit of credit, I think during the pandemic, they did do a lot with virtual, not necessarily virtual, but like um, they had an input where like, if you match someone, you could do like a virtual date, like a Zoom date or whatever within the app. So like, it's not, I think, yes, that they're not totally thinking about it, but yeah. Um, Qualcomm obviously said it'll run on Qualcomm chips, uh, <laughs> which is not... Not that surprising. And and there's a point there, right? Other than other than Apple phones, pretty much everything runs on uh, Qualcomm chips these days. Uh, Veritone, Unity, and Roblox all said in s- some words that it's going to be a lot bigger than Facebook, which... Agreed. Agreed, right? Even though great to see Facebook putting resources and manpower and things like that. Um, Roblox smartly says it will have ads. Again, Roblox, yeah. I think, at the cutting edge. We expect ad agencies to have the capability to build metaverse experiences. Their chief business officer exactly said. exactly what I said about Bumble, you know. Yep. Exactly what I said. Disney CEO said Disney will have one. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have their own metaverse. Um, Gotta love Disney. William would have some great <laughs> thoughts on that. <laughs> uh, which, you know, it's not, that's not, I could see that. And I could see them going sort of trying to go solo on this. Despite, you know, this to me is, is, is a bigger conversation, which I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but there is a bigger conversation that if the big tech companies and big media companies like Disney or Facebook, right, are building it all for themselves, do you ever get to that sort of interoperable mm-hmm. set of standards, right? Like true kind of creation of the internet moment. Well, to some extent, I mean, it kind of almost when you were saying that it reminded me a little bit of kind of what's happened with direct consumer and streaming where everything used to be bundled together and you would just have like your one cable package and you had all the channels. And now it's become you have to subscribe to all of these different ones. So like part of me is like, is that what's going to happen with the metaverse? Are we going to basically have like various different you know, subscriptions to different metaverses where it's like, Oh, you want to like go on a Disney roller coaster? Like hopefully you've been paying your Disney, Disney metaverse app, like, you know, Disney plus metaverse. I'm laughing, but I think that is super spot on, right? That, that, that like multi metaverse world, uh, probably does feel, end up feeling like that. Um, I hope it doesn't go there, right? And and we can debate at great length if we think it is going to go there or not. My personal feeling is it's probably too early to say just yet. Yeah. World uh WWE like World Wrestling Entertainment thinks uh it's coming to. Um that that's pretty much it in terms of, you know, those those are the most interesting ones I thought in terms of uh, executives viewpoints on the metaverse, it is interesting and fascinating in my mind to see how they all frame it in their own business and, and look at the opportunity. Um, are you surprised that there's not clear like agreement across the board? No, uh, not at all. Because I think, you know, one, like we said earlier, each one of these was sort of defining the opportunity in such a way that made it seem like they were going to be one of the winners. Um, so it's not surprising that they're sort of all framing it that way. Also, I think some of these people were sort of just asked that on the spot and didn't really have a, a, a concrete strategy. So not that surprising that we got a, a lot of different answers, some funny, some, um, you know, insightful, but yeah, not, not surprising. I think it was a great article to start on because it really sort of like sums up where we are right now, which is like, when you have some of the smartest people, smartest executives in the Fortune 500 that all don't really 
Some of them have a strategy, some of them don't. Most of them don't know how to define what this opportunity is. I think it's just a cool place to start because it shows we're, we're really not even in any one right now. Agreed. Um, well, I think the next story, Jeff, is, is maybe the perfect follow-up, which is the, the massive amount of dollars flowing into the metaverse, anything metaverse at this, you know, at this stage. And, and this is Niantic. Uh, the, the, the headline here is Niantic receives $300 million investment from Kotu. Kotu? Um, They're I mean, very uh, well-respected tech hedge fund. And they do private, um, obviously. And, and so Kotu made a $300 million investment in the company, valuation $9 billion dollars. Uh, Niantic says they're going to use the money to invest in current games, new apps, expand their Lightship developer platform, and build out their vision for what they call the real-world metaverse. Um, because for those of you who don't know, Niantic specializes in AR, like augmented reality games. I think most well-known for um, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Um, yep. even though they have, they have done other things. Um, they've done a few others, but none with remotely the same, like they had a Harry Potter game. They had a Jurassic park game. And I don't think either has actually, um, done like 10% of what, uh, what Pokemon go has done. Although it's kind of wild to think Pokemon go has is, you know, we feel like the mainstream hasn't heard about it since the summer of 2015 or something, it's but true. it's, it's like continuing to grow and it's, is a, over a billion dollar game, I believe yearly. I mean, where do you stand on this one, Jeff, in terms of, I guess, three questions. One, is there, is them, and I think this may be sort of a common theme that's gonna, that's gonna come back episode after episode, which is, is their use of the word metaverse here, right? Like, uh, correct? Is this, is this a, a metaverse, right? Like, or is this just a buzzword they're throwing in? Two, what do you think of the valuation? And three, like, and maybe this is related to one, where does AR sort of fit in that, in this strategy for you here and their Lightship platform, which feels, it sounds like is kind of like a Roblox style sandbox, right? Where anyone can come in and build stuff on Niantic's AR kind of tech. Yeah. Um, I might have to ask you to repeat some of those questions because they're yeah. all good, but I forgot some of them. <laughs> their use of the metaverse, uh, a real world metaverse, honestly doesn't make a ton of sense. I do. I like the vision that they're they're sort of going for here, though, um, because I, I think one of the things when I think about the metaverse is it's, you're going to have a very slow adoption curve. And I think that something like this can sort of be a little bit of an easy on ramp for hmm. older people or folks who wouldn't immediately plug into a VR headset or the metaverse, whatever we want to call the pure version of the metaverse. But I think the idea of either using AR or having some sort of glasses that augment the the current real world to create something of a, again, I guess I hate to use their term, real world metaverse. I actually think that that is a very like like I would be in the in the very near term, fa fairly to very bullish on that on that concept. I think that's super interesting. So you're what you're saying is. AR is the gateway drug to the real metaverse potentially a little bit. Yeah. Because you think uh, is the, th the thinking there that it, it's more accessible adoptions easier. It's like more accessible. It's just easier. Yeah. It's a bit easier to wrap your wrap people's head around. It's, it's kind of like opt in opt out very quickly. Um, but it's kind of creating the real world version of 
a little bit of what the metaverse is, right? If you're putting digital, it's, it's almost the exact reverse, right? The metaverse is all about putting yourself into a digital world. This is all about putting digital things into your real world, which is just to some extent, a similar concept. From a business standpoint, I could make the argument, and from a technology standpoint, I could make the argument, if anything, that AR feels like a harder problem to solve, right? Like to get great AR where, you know, we're talking, I don't even know what's a good like sci-fi example, but, um, you know, to get to a great AR, yeah, I think that makes sense. Where, you know, there's a chip in my eye that overlays my whole world with totally relevant information, like that I think is much tougher from a technology and business standpoint. That's a much tougher problem to solve for than here's a set of VR glasses and a, an omnidirectional treadmill, like go explore a totally virtual world where you, you don't have the sort of the requirements to navigate a, the messiness of the real world. So I think that's true from a tech perspective, but from a consumer adoption perspective, I think it might be a little bit, a little bit of an easier hurdle to get people to say, Hey, put on these glasses. And, you know, every once in a while, you're going to see something cool in the real world, or like you can, you know, pull up someone's social profile when you're looking at them, if they've accepted it or some, you know, you could think of different, different way. And I don't even know if this is necessarily what Niantic is doing, because that's not really what Pokemon Go is and what they've done. But I think you can, you can make an argument that that's a little bit easier for a consumer to adopt than for, for them to dive in headfirst into the metaverse. Yeah, I would I would just argue that their their characterization of metaverse, but even like adding real world in front of it doesn't make sense, right? Like a metaverse by definition, I think by all agreed definitions and definitely I I, I would hope the one we're talking about here is it, it's a digital world by like by, by definition. Yeah. Uh and and so it feels a bit forced to me. You know, there's this bigger sort of business question of is it a buzzword used to just generate interest in investment, right? Like is, is the fact that they called it a real life metaverse part of the equation to get to that $9 billion valuation? And that was my second I, question. I think which so. Was like, I mean, you know, it's hard to say, like, I, I think with, with some of these things, you know, when you're talking about buzzwords with investors, you don't see that quote matter quite. And you, you know better than I, so correct, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if that matters quite as much when you're talking about like, you know, someone like Kotu investing in a private round. Like, I I think the executives there are smart enough to kind of do the same thought exercise we just did and say, hey, I could understand that this could be interesting and valuable, but it's not a metaverse. So I don't think throwing metaverse in front of it would make them want to pay more, I would would hope. Whereas if you're in the public market, you you might be able to get away with, you know, throwing metaverse in front of whatever you're doing. And, and, you know, some retail investors are going to get really excited about it because they think it's you know, this new, new trend, but correct me if I'm wrong there. I don't know. So where are you on, on the $9 billion valuation? I don't know. Cause I don't know enough. You know, if we're talking about just what I am aware of with what Niantic does and kind of how Pokemon go and the success of their last two games following up on that, it, it seems, you know, very high. Having said that, I would imagine that this is kind of a platform play and they have a tool set that they think you know, Code uh, 2 is uh, presumably making a bet that there's going to be developers developing on whatever this protocol is, and it, they are sort of the platform layer for future AR technology and AR games, which I think it's a lot easier to be bullish on that than, than um, you know, what, what is currently Niantic with the games that they've launched. 
You know what I thought was interesting <laughs> that came out of this press release was they didn't quote any revenue numbers, right? They didn't quote any like uh, concurrent player numbers, like not, none of that. What they quote, the one stat that they quoted was, it says, over the years, our players have walked more than 17.5 billion kilometers. <laughs> that's, like, that's a good one. <laughs> is this a success metric for... I mean, on that multiple, Metaverse, down, it's cheap. It's cheap on that game multiple. developers. <laughs> the valuation to steps walked is like less than one time. <laughs> this is true. Is this a new metric we're going to have to look at if we're talking about VR and AR kind of developers? I think so. This, I'll buy this it. Is the, <laughs> you'll buy it. Um, man, that flew by. That that guys, we're going to try and keep these episodes going forward uh, to about thirty to forty-five minutes. So you get sort of all the metaverse business news information, the biggest stories. You get our discussion, our commentary every single week. Um, so expect these to drop weekly. Expect them to be 30 to 45 minutes long. You're going to see me and Jeff uh, do this every single week going forward. So definitely subscribe. Tell your friends about it. If you're fans of the business of esports, definitely. Um, this definitely, I think, will be up your alley. Hopefully you enjoy the content going forward. Um, Jeff, you wanted to say something? Oh no, it's, sorry if you guys, I don't know if you can hear my son crying in the background. Hopefully Paul can edit that out. But uh, no, this is really fun. Uh, it's going to be hard to keep him to 30, 45 minutes because there's just so much for us to uh, us to talk about. We had like five stories we didn't get to. So I'm, I'm excited to keep this going and this has been great. Yeah, and, and like I said, guys, if you're listening to this, definitely subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, leave a review uh, if you like it. All these things help other people to find the podcast and uh, definitely stay tuned for more meta business news and podcasts every single week. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for watching this episode of meta business. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google play YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also make sure to leave a review. If you love the content, this is a meta TV series, the world's first and only media platform focused on metaverse content and themes so make sure to follow all of the other MetaTV social channels for more shows just like this.